Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Fans, welcome back into the Pro Football Playbook. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. This is the NFL Draft portion of the weekly show. And uh, today we're going to get you caught up on our top 10 lists, or roughly speaking, uh, lists as we look at the wide receiver group and the tight end group. We're combining those today so we can kind of catch up on our schedule for the, uh, for the year. Keith, welcome in, man. Yeah, and it's a good group of wide receivers. Um, I know it seems like we say that every year. Uh, the NCAA is currently producing wide receivers at a rate faster than a lot of other positions. Yeah, it's um, a factory. It's a factory. I mean, it is. And so it's one of those things where you start to wonder at what point does the position start to get devalued simply because there's so many good ones coming yeah. in every what we every need to year. be doing keith is we need to be feeding these children steroids at a younger age so that by the time that they get to this level these wide receivers are interior and uh and offensive tackles or defensive so we tackles. can improve that and so we can improve those groups so the 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 six four guys i'm just that kidding are, by the way are, moms and dads oh, that are at, that are athletic we need to fatten up and turn them into instead of <laughs> instead of 210 we want them to be 310 so they can play tackle yeah and I'm instead of running a, a four four they can they can go ahead and run a five oh i mean that would be great or i'll take eight <laughs> yeah hey why not all right, so here we are. Uh, we're we're doing uh, one one of these shows we do every week is is a draft focus show, and um, up through about the end of uh, January or so, we're going to be looking at position groups as we get closer to All Star games, uh, bowl games, and Senior Bowl, all that kind of stuff, and transition into um, the combine. And we should have a live combine this year, which would be amazing. Like I really missed that last year and um, look forward to having that again. That's just kind of a fun event. Um, So let's start, Keith. Where do you want to start? Wide receivers or tight ends? Let's start with tight ends because it's a shorter group. And I think that, um, well, wide receiver is like pretty deep. Tight end doesn't feel as deep this year. So, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, well, the top guy, I think the top guy on everyone's list is Jalen uh, Weidermeyer and um, and for good cause. He's just kind of a, a do-it-all, all-tools tight end. Um, I think mm-hmm. there's a clear separation between him at the top and then everyone else, although there are a couple other tight ends that are really pretty decent and give you a good all-around skill set. Um, but at 5'6'5", five, um, 260, a junior out of Texas A&M. He's just the most complete tight end in the draft, in my opinion. He is. He's big. He's got um, that strength to be the inline blocker, but he's also got the athleticism and the body control to to make a difference in the passing game. I think that yeah. um, he's one of those guys that, that you bring in and he just ends up starting and, and having a long career. He may not be 
special. You may not confuse him with a young Jimmy Graham when he was or in Kylie Maryland. Pitts even from last year. Or oh yeah, no, I mean Pitts is a once in a generation. Athlete. Absolutely right, uh, and there's nobody size. like that in this draft. Yeah, and, and and that's fine. I mean, but you're still looking. There's a there's been a number of guys that have been great that aren't super crazy athletic. Um, you know, in terms of uh, of that, I mean, they're still super. They're athletic because they're really good athletes for the NFL. But I just mm-hmm. mean like Pitts. Like Pitts is, is he's a unicorn. So let's let's not let's <laughs> right. not compare everyone to him. How often do you get a do you get a tight end in the top five of the draft? Um, but um, Wintermeyer is he's a very good, very solid tight end who does everything. Um, yep. And that's one of those things that you, you kind of look for because you don't have to take him off the field in short yardage. Um, he's just as valuable on third down as, as uh, a slot receiver. So yeah. he's, he's a very valuable piece. One thing that I have noticed though, is that uh, looking at um, the consensus big board over on NFL mock draft database, his ranking uh, as far as where he's been on that bank, that the consensus big board has dropped from 17 back in August down into like 43 now. And I think, and I think by the time the end of the combine comes and everyone sees what he runs in the 40, that thing, he, he comes back up into the first round. I think he's yeah. got first round talent on him and he's, you know, back into the twenties um, or, or first, uh, you know, five picks in round two. I think that's where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's an, he's a three level threat, um, runs great routes. The, the cool thing about him is his frame. He's like really got a really nice frame, but his length as well, his overall, um, wingspan is just tremendous. And so he's going to catch everything that's thrown his way. You know, I do believe that the, the key to his final draft position though, is that 40 time. I think he's going to be athletic. He's going to show that he's going to have the broad jump, the agility drills, um, be able to high point the ball, um, all that kind of stuff in his vertical. I think it'll show up. The key is going to be that 40. If he can get that 40 into the four, six range, um, at, at that size, he's just going to be a complete diamond. And oh, if, if um, he's I see in the him four, dropping, if he's in the four, six range, he'll be, he'll probably be the back end of the first round. I was thinking that he was going to come more in the four, seven range and, and, and therefore be there in the second round. It's possible it's just, when you watch him on film, Keith, he does have some breakaway speed, especially against linebackers and, and, and yeah. uh, bigger safeties. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, second on my list was, um, was Trey McBride. And, and by the way, we're using the, um, NFL mock draft database consensus big board for our list today. Yeah, so and for our rankings, that. we, we do that a lot because they, it's, I mean, it's, it's got, um, hundreds of big boards that have all been compiled in, in to where things are and everything's, um, everything's weighted. So the more current ones are valued more and, and that kind of stuff. And, and it's just such a great uh, tool and resource for putting all those things together. Um, and we have a strategic partnership with them where we are going to be on their website at some point here in the next few weeks um, as yes. their public facing uh, show and mm-hmm. uh, YouTube channel. So we're excited about that partnership as well. So you'll be hearing a lot more about that as time goes on. And the truth is, though, that we would probably be using it even if we weren't yeah, having a partnership not. because it's such a good tool. <laughs> it is, uh, it's it is not, a good tool. It, it's not like we didn't use it with our other show back before yeah. we'd ever met the people involved. So, um, But back to Trey McBride. I mean, guys coming in as um, from Colorado State. 
And I wonder if they, is this a situation where you've just got a good player playing at a tiny school or is there going to be level of play concerns that come back? Because he was thought of, you know, around the 140th pick uh, or, you know what I mean? Like in terms of the draft board uh, early on in the year, and then has risen fairly steadily. You can't argue with production, Keith. Yeah. I mean, 84 uh, catches so far, uh, not counting any bowl type stuff for a a thousand and eight yards out of the tight end position, six, four, 260 pounds creating mismatches all over the field. He's got great speed, height, weight, the whole thing. He's really got, you know, everything it takes to be a great tight end. You're, you're right. We need to see the competition. He is uh, a senior. So he's going to get a chance to have the invite to the senior bowl. We'll get him, get him over there and see what he's, he's made up against um, some really decent linebackers and safeties over there. Um, Jeremy Ruckert is another guy that's on the list. Um, I do have him more of like a, you know, back of the third, fourth round kind of guy, 6'5", 250, Ohio State senior. He's an exceptional pass catcher, um, willing blocker, excellent catch radius, strong hands, great red zone target. Um, He just needs a little bit more work because he's just not getting a ton of opportunities to catch the ball in their offense. Yeah, I mean, you're saying you can't argue with production. Like, show me the production um but at the same it's time true. he's, got the, he's got the he's got the he's got the measurables with six five two fifty looks good on tape you can block um does those things so uh you know that's a pretty prolific offense and he's not producing much but he's also well their receivers their wide receivers are getting all the touches and well, we'll yeah, talk so about I mean, that he, in a minute he's 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 one out of how many different targets in that offense so yeah there's he he it, production might just be hard because he's there are so many different weapons uh, on that team. So, um, I mean, with him, like I just look and, and I, I do worry that the lack of production does that translate? Because, uh, you know, what are we? What what do we expect? That? And do you expect him to have better stats as a pro yeah, than he yeah. did against college competition? So you're so, going to take a look. You know, after you're going to take a look at all the film, you can see what he does, what he does mm-hmm. well, his measurables. You're going to take a look at his athletic profile. You're going to have him at the combine. You're going to p- hopefully see him at a at a bowl uh, game environment and see how he matches up against everyone else, how he looks in person. And um, he's at Ohio State, you know, and that's that's going to count for something. And he's got. Um, you know, he's got a, a nice resume there. He's got coaches that are going to be able to vouch for him, all that kind of stuff. So I would imagine a guy like that is probably, you know, fluctuates a little bit between the, the third and the fourth round. Um, but, you know, he's going to come in and be able to help you right away um, on the inline part. What do you got left? Um, well, the other player that that I found kind of interesting looking at is um, – Kate Otten out of Washington. He's a junior. He will probably come out, um, but there's a possibility he could go back. But at 6'5", 250, he's got the same size profile uh, as Ruckert. And I think that, again, he's a guy that that I Washington does a great job of teaching their tight ends how to block. And you see that with um, the guys that have come out the last you know mm-hmm. two or three years. That's very true. Um, 
and even the guys that aren't physically built like you'd expect them to be like the inline blocker they're technically sound um and so a guy like kate otten who i think has you know he's got good size going to show reasonably decent athleticism you think about this is a guy that can come in and contribute right away as an inline blocker um and that's it's it's more valuable than i think most fans uh realize and, and think so um he's a guy that i've got an eye on and we'll kind of see where his numbers come in because i do wonder about his um athleticism and then the other one would be cole turner out of nevada um six six two forty he's a little on the small side um but you know looks very smooth running routes he looks more like a wide receiver even though he's six six a guy that i could see um you know turning some heads and, and getting an opportunity and now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, you know, a guy like Josh Wiley is having a great year in Cincinnati. Uh, mm-hmm. That offense is really booming. Um, Jaleel Billingsley uh, of Alabama is getting and, and helping um, their quarterback getting really close to claiming the Heisman Trophy um, at this point. So he's kind of just one of those other weapons. Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina, another guy um, that's going to have to prove that he belongs at some point in this mm-hmm. process before a team picks him up. Um, I mean, overall, it's a good group. There's there's quite a few other guys I would suggest folks get on to like um, NFL draft doc, uh, mock draft database just so that they can see the list, find out yep. what everybody's doing, click on the links, search up these guys, take a look at their profiles, and um, and get them into your mock drafts. So yeah, I mean, like in you, we could keep going. I mean, we really could. Sam Laporta uh, out of mm, out of mm-hmm. Iowa. Um, tremendous inline blocker. He's a practically a right tackle, um, but more athletic and, and can get out in space um, and do some things. He's not like as dynamic as some of the guys listed above him, but yeah, the guy, the kid can block just straight up. So uh, no, I like that. But um, we we are. It's interesting because you you're like okay, the first person that we talked about is the end of round one, and then you know we're down in round four now, and we're. 10 deep that's a lot of tight ends that's way more tight ends than we're used to seeing you know in the top 100 yeah. 125 no, that's very that's very true and i think there's there will be some movement um and usually these guys especially the non-athletic types tend to fall a little bit and mm-hmm. more athletic types overall in general 
tend to rise in the in the draft um, as we get out of the combine. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's go to wide receivers. You know, this this just seems like a really interesting group to me. Maybe not quite as strong as it's been in the last two years, but mm-hmm. this is certainly a, a great group at the top. There's just not a lot of size this year that I've noticed compared to some of the years past, although there are a few guys here that do have size. Um, speaking of, um, I think there's going to be a, definitely a competition where Traylon Burks really sees if he can jump like a Chris uh, Olave. Olave, I think is how you pronounce that, and Garrett Wilson. Uh, both those guys from Ohio State are just one, two right now on almost everybody's boards. Yeah, but uh, Traylon Burks has got the size, weight, speed combo. And when you watch him on film, he really stands out, really stands out a lot. I really, yeah, like I mean, him. he's probably my number one guy on my board. I mean, yeah, he's at 6'3, 225, and just really fast straight line speed. Uh, there's going to be in Nor. In the past, there's gonna there would be a lot of doubts about him. People are gonna like mm-hmm. make a big deal about his three cone because it's probably mm-hmm. not gonna oh, be great absolutely right and all of that. But it seems like everyone finally learned their lesson with DK Metcalf a couple of years ago, who had you know dropped all the way to the last pick around two and then has played like you know a top ten pick. Yeah. Um, and and Burks is going to he's gonna make people, uh, you know, he's gonna remind people of Metcalf. Uh, I think out. so. Yeah, so I think so. He's, a, he's one of those guys that if he drops, somebody's getting a really good player. And that's not somebody's getting a really anything. good player, and he's a physical guy too. So he's going to mm-hmm. fight every for everything. He's going to be a contested catch guy. He's got great speed. I mean, he breaks away from guys if he can get behind you. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of refining his tool set. He's from Arkansas. Needs to have a little bit of uh, more refinement on his route running. And all that kind of stuff, but you can't teach what he's got. Yeah, you just just can't. And but I don't want to take anything away from Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave because um, they're the two guys. They're both from Ohio State. Um, one six zero, the other one's six one. These are complete receivers. Great rounds. Good, yeah. uh, good hands. Um, tremendous catch radius on both of them. They're both deep threats. Um, Who do you like better? Honestly, um, I think I'm in the minority and that I like Olave a little better. Really? Uh, be, I, I, I that think, surprises me, actually. Really? Because yeah. it, 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 it has more to do with um, the players that he reminds me of, um, guys that have been super productive, like um, Stefan Diggs, uh, who when he was in uh, Minnesota and and now in Buffalo, but I'm just more thinking of, you know, when he was younger and, and in yeah. Minnesota, he just reminds me of there's just, he's, that's one guy. Um, and then some other you players, they, they just kind of line up as, you know, who he reminds me of who, uh, and you're not going to like this comp, but it is what it is. Paul okay. Richardson. He reminds me of Paul Richardson. When you look at him, He's kind of lanky. Because he's lanky and he's kind of, he just he's kind of not doesn't have a lot of muscle build on him. Um, you know, he's he's a strider. I I can and then I can you see look where at, that came from. I can and see then where you that look at from. Garrett Wilson and he's just a stockier build. He looks much bigger mm-hmm. than Chris Olave does. When yeah. They, when they're just when you look at the at the film on him, and um, I would prefer to have Wilson in addition to. Um, 
Chris Olave has just got a little bit more of an injury history and concern for me. Well, if you know, I mean, the Josh Richardson is a uh, Paul Richardson. Why did I Paul say Richardson. Josh? No, this isn't a basketball podcast, I swear. Um, Paul Richardson, that comp, I mean, this was a guy, he, that's a guy with a ton of potential. And it, it yes. just never and really a lot worked. of speed and then got hurt right away. Yeah, and, and then never just really was always kinda, hurt. Yes. Got, a, got a, you know, a second chance in Washington and just couldn't yes. stay on the field. That would be really disappointing um, if Alave's career goes in that in that route. And I don't um, want to assign that to him. There, you know, no way. But it does give me that feeling where i'm just not quite sure if chris olave yeah. has the body type to hold up in the nfl yeah we'll see i mean i i like i said i think that he he when i watch him play i know you're right about the, him being a little skinny and a little lanky but um i just watching his tape and his routes and his hands and and uh the way that he goes up for balls and 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 just adjusts yeah. in the air he reminds me a lot of uh digs in buffalo and yeah um yeah no he's great he's got the best footwork in the in the draft he's yeah. got the best footwork and some of the best route running and spatial awareness that you'll see yep. on film absolutely no for question. a guy for a guy that small he does get off the line really effectively um at the uh you know when, he, when someone comes up to jam him he just bounces right by him and yeah. and he doesn't um, even really have to hand fight or anything the guy just no. has a, a juke he's, about him that he can yep. just get by you yeah yep not, and I, and that and again we you know we're talking about Alave Garrett Wilson does a lot of these same things he's just a fantastic prospect and I think so that he the, he's yeah. number one on almost every board probably certain to go top ten. Well, and the thing about him is he's just really intelligent and has a really detailed route tree. Like mm. he's he's, he's a got very a very good accomplished. Complex, yeah, yeah, he's got a very complex route tree. A lot of yes. receivers come out of college with you know, two or three routes, they do really well. And so you've got a route tree of maybe five routes total, yeah. two yeah. of which they, they'll win on a regular basis. Garrett Wilson's route tree is probably 11 or 12 deep. And he's yeah. got five and or he's six the best, that he wins. And he's at. the best route runner in the, in the draft. There's mm -hmm. just no question to me. And then, um, you know, based on his size, you think, well, he's just kind of a middling guy, but he really does do well um, because he's, I think he's super athletic. He's one of the more, most athletic receivers as well so he's going to have a great vertical uh, it mm -hmm. shows up on his film as well and he's got you know the high point ability and i just think he's the total package um and you know his catching ability i think overall too he's, he doesn't have a lot of drops anything that gets into his radius he's getting so where do you have um dotson out of penn state yeah you interesting a, he's, he's, you have him fifth yeah, you know, he's going to be right into that that fifth, sixth spot. And he's a little undersized at 5'11", uh, 184. And he's a he's, senior. He doesn't do he doesn't blow you away with a lot of anything. He's even smaller than Alave, and he's not as fast. And yes. he's older. Ever, I mean, people are really high on him. Yeah, but the thing he's, about Dodson is he's got ball. He's got... Body he's got control. ball skills. He and does. He's got all that great kind ball of stuff. skills. He's a smart player, good body skills, great body control, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So that's what he's got going for him. You know, and he plays within a structured offense, which without a great quarterback. So you got to take that into consideration as well. Yeah. His, uh, with him, uh, his production, I'm not going to hold against him because he plays at Penn State. Um, and I mean, he, 
if he was at Ohio State, his numbers would be out, would be crazy. Um, just it, it's just a different offense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. For me, the, the worry was more about you know size and his ability to take a hit. And is he someone that you're gonna gonna rely on, or is he gonna be a guy like um, John Ross? Um, yeah, right. You know. Like- or right. you, well, brought we'll up, you brought up Paul. You brought up Paul Richardson, which might be, as far as his his um, height, weight, speed combo, is probably a better comp. Yeah. Well, this guy's a long strider too, so he's not a shifty, quick guy that you would expect at that size. So, mm-hmm. not sure exactly where he fits. Another guy that we kind of skipped over a little bit um, is Drake London, and he's kind USC. of a guy that, yeah, that he's um, he's interesting. You know, there's a, a lot of folks don't really know what to do with him and and here's the reason why he's six five two ten and he looks like it like mm-hmm. on the field he's just this lanky big bird kind of guy and i and mm-hmm. i say that with all due respect to big bird <laughs> but he plays like he's his all legs and arms and and um and i'm not exactly sure what that's going to translate to because it's he's not really a great speed guy he's not expected to time really well in the 40 but Mm -hmm. this is a guy that's like one of the toughest guys in the wide receiver group like as far as just sheer toughness as a as a player he's hurt right now um he, he had an ankle injury against arizona on october 30th and that ended his season um but his catch ability is exceptional like his, everything that comes his way, he'll remind you of Cooper Cup. Like when you look at him, um, except but without Cooper Cup's yeah. speed. Yeah. So um, and with, do with that. And without without Cooper Cup's refinement in his routes. Um, but Cooper but Cup plays, did kind of come into that. He did. He 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 developed more of that once he got um, you know drafted by the Rams. He he didn't have that coming out of Eastern Washington. But correct. Um, Drake London, you see six five, you know, two twenty USC receiver, and you know you think, oh, well, it's going to be like Mike Williams. Or maybe maybe you maybe no one else thinks that, but I'm old enough that I think, oh, it's going to be like Mike Williams. And then you go watch his tape, and he doesn't have that. He's not that big bodied guy that like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, plays power forward with uh, defenders and you yes. know, keeps them away from the ball. He doesn't do that. He is more of a guy that tries to get open, more like a classic wide receiver, and um, can out jump anyone. Doesn't necessarily catch the ball through contact as well as you'd like. Um, but he's also six five. He's such a, a mismatch down in the red zone. Those fades and, and things. Uh, he makes you defend that outside uh, part, which opens up, you know, the inside leverage. If he wants to yeah. run a slant, he be- he becomes an instant red zone nightmare for so yeah. many. For, and for and his wingspan is just crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a spider, is what he but, is. But it's as as good as he's going to be as a red zone threat. I question how great is he going to be out in midfield because he doesn't have the speed to, to be a deep threat. And he doesn't really have that. I'm going to catch the ball while getting clobbered, mm-hmm. uh, coming over the middle that you'd expect from. A, so you don't. You're not going to. He's not going to be a big slot. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be your X. He's not going to be outside. He's not going to yeah. be big enough to be a tight end or switch to it. He's going to have to just figure it out. Yep. Well, he he's either going to have to add to go to a creative coach. 
if yeah. he if if he ends up in in New Orleans with uh, Sean McVay, um, I mean, think of what Sean McVay made Jimmy Graham look like one of the greatest tight ends yeah. of all time. I think so, his key is is strength. So he's got to add weight mm-hmm. in the right proportion to to add some bulk, some upper body strength. Um, it looks like he's got plenty of leg strength. It's just his upper body is just really lanky right now, and he just needs to kind of come into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other guys I like are uh, Jamison Williams, um, kind of a speedster balance playmaker guy. David Bell, 6'2", 205, nice size, thick build, nice route running balance. Um, John uh, Michi, um out of Alabama, 6'0", 195, looks great on tape. Um, just not a lot of it. Yeah. But he's really kind of coming on this year. So he's mm-hmm. going to be in people's lists, top 10 lists. Yeah. What I think else? That, well, I, I think we we don't we shouldn't skip over a guy like George Pickens out of Georgia or mm-hmm. Justin Ross out of Clemson. Um, both are juniors. They're younger. Um, Pickens is six three. Ross is six four. They're both two o five. Um, these are are in that same mold as as Drake London, just um, or Burks out of uh, Arkansas, but not quite with that kind of speed. But really tall mismatch guys that. Um, just make life hard on teams because they're so long and so tall yeah. and they've got a good catch radius and they've got decent hands. Um, these are just things that you can't teach. You can't teach height, you know, and um, I know there's been kind of this trend the last couple of years. You see a lot of these smaller receivers that are starting to get drafted higher and, and teams are working them in. But in the end, you know, if teams, you know, teams are adjusting and, and getting smaller corners, so you the six three six four guys, they just have the ability to come on and and you can't cover them with a five ten guy. They're yeah. just too, they're not tall enough. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, you know, there's there's a, a few other guys. I mean, the, the list is long. I mean, it's you could go twenty deep in this draft and still probably have a you know mm-hmm. fourth, well, fourth fourth round potential here. Yeah, but I mean, here's another guy to keep. We're a, ten keep guys in, and we're not even out of the top fifty. Yeah, well, I would say that the, the one other guy you need to, to really pay attention to is, especially as the um, combine comes around, is Zay Flowers out of Boston mm. College. The guy is purported to run a four three forty, and could get into the four two eight range, and so he would be one of the fastest guys in this combine. Um, one of the fastest guys on the field in most games, but yes, right. 5'10", 177. I know he's a gadget guy, right? But you know, you've got to return kicks. You've got a punt returner out there in him. Um, if you create uh, space for him um, in those when wide was, zone offenses, was, he could be some uh, something special. Who was the last guy that was that size that really like mm, stuck and was great? There were a lot of there have been a lot of guys that have come in and you've seen them for a year or two and then they kind yeah. of just fade, and that would be my that would be my concern. And it's just like a, a devil, size like, thing. A, like a you know usually they don't last as a receiver, but they're just they they turn into a punt return specialist or a kick return specialist like yeah, like Hester Devin Hester or, exactly. That's what well, I was Hester, Hester's like you know the best punt and kick returner of all time. Um, sure, but he also wasn't one seventy seven. True. I can't think of another 177. That I would can't be either. that would be unusual. Um, God, who is the? 
there was a guy that the Rams took in the top 10. He was nothing more than a gadget player and he's bounced around. Um, and has never Trayvon, really Trayvon, Yes. Uh, um, not Hill, but, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and that he, that's kind of where I'm, I'm leaning. I mean, it very interesting player, but I do have concerns because he's just, yeah, I just like the, fun. You know, it's, it's, we, oh, we talk absolutely. about, we talk about all the height, weight, speed guys all the time. And then you see these little gadget guys that are just, um, amazing athletes. I mean, you really think about it four, three, I mean, that's just blazing. And if mm -hmm, you can get yeah. that guy in open space and he can create some, some, uh, dynamo for you you know when you when you need it um the guy like that might be worth a roster spot i don't know we'll we'll see no we um we missed someone oh yeah we did um out of <laughs> purdue david bell david bell i mentioned david bell oh you okay so that was yeah, just i me. did i said um, uh and there's a couple other guys david bell six two two oh five nice size yeah. thick build you know he's a he's yep. a nice route runner he's he's kind of a complete um everyday kind of second or third wide receiver on most rosters yeah which is not a bad thing you know no. you're gonna pick those guys up in the second to fourth round yeah. and you know there's quite a few of them in this draft well and if you've already got um nuke hopkins or dk metcalf or julio jones or we could just keep talking there's so many good receivers in the yeah. nfl right now if you've already got one of the great receivers in the nfl right now he's a great compliment. He's a guy that you can put on the other side. He um, may not demand the double team on every play, but he can definitely take advantage of the fact that you're rolling the safety away from him. And that's going to be dangerous. So um, yeah, you, teams don't have enough guys like that, but again, we're now we're 10 or, you know, we, we were 10 people deep in the top 50 and we're going to be 20 people deep in the top a uh, hundred. It's just a really deep draft of wide receivers. There is a lot of names so if, that we have. If you don't need a wide receiver, that's good news for you as well because other players are going to to be available and drop. So yeah, well, um, you might see you might see guys like Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky that in a normal year, which I guess this is almost becoming the new normal. But in what I in what my, my brain says would be a normal year would probably be you know a um, early or late round two early round three pick and he may be down in round four because teams are like we can wait there's so many good ones we only need one we can wait another round let's go draft a linebacker um and then you get a you get a player like that who the kid can just straight up play and you can get him around later than you normally would because why not there's just so many of them awesome all right let's wrap this thing up so hey i just want to let everyone know too i'm going to be out for a couple of weeks keith's taking over gonna have a few uh guest yep. hosts uh in in the next few weeks and yeah we're uh, gonna have um that. dana or gorman's coming in from archer football um she's gonna she's come awesome. in and um she knows the asc and nsc west as well as anyone um she's phenomenal she'll be a, a great guest so you guys will will um can look forward to her being on here she's also a very experienced um you know, podcaster and, and radio personality because she's been doing the Archer football show for years now. Yeah. Like she's and been she's doing a, this longer and, than and I have. And she's been a great friend uh, for other shows that we've done as well. So yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. So I appreciate that. So, all right, we're going to get out of here. Let's find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alfstead NFL. The show's at PF underscore playbook and um, profootballplaybook.co is the website. You can find us on your favorite pa- uh, podcast platform and YouTube and subscribe. So we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Phil is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.